Hello, uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Let's commence the proper lessons segment. As we have uh, stated on the board, the topic is psychological intervention for managing underachieving learner in the classroom. Uh, psychological intervention for managing learner in the classroom. And the, the other presentation, we are going to take a look at some of the outline display through the screen. We look at uh, in order, the meaning of uh, relevant concepts that are pertinent to our discussions. We talk about a theological model of uh, academic underachievement. We also look at characteristics of uh, academic underachiever, academic underachievement. We look at classification of uh, academic underachievement. We look at the school or classroom environment affecting academic underachievement. Then we look at counseling strategy for managing academic underachievement. We step into looking at motivating underachiever in the classroom and the uh, conclusion. Let's go to the first slide. Then before commencing this uh, very important lecture, I would like to state a quote from a British sociologist, Avan Toffler. Avan Toffler said, illiterate of the 21st century will no longer be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, relearn, and unlearn, they will become illiterate in the 21st century. What are we saying? The, in the, in the normal meaning of illiteracy is those who cannot read and write. But based on Avan Toffler's proposal, quotation, illiterate in the 21st century will be those who cannot learn, who cannot relearn, who cannot unlearn. If you go into this concept, to learn, learning is a continuous thing, a lifelong thing that every professional needs to be engaging in. To relearn is to reconnect, retool in our professional area. And to unlearn, there are some unprofessional traits, unprofessional attitude or behavior that we need to unlearn as a way of uh, facilitating our transition professionally to a higher level. And you also see that the greatest of uh, William James is another prominent psychology. William James believed that the greatest discovery of any generation is human being, is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitude. Human being can alter his life by altering his attitude. Now, the same William James said that the greatest disservice to humanity is that human beings do not use up to 20% of their God-given talent until they go to the grave. 
that human beings don't use up to 20% of their God-given talent until they get to the grave. But the challenge before us as educators, the challenge before us as teachers, professional teachers, is to be prepared to identify the learner under us vis-a-vis -vis their potential. And it becomes our primary responsibility to make sure that we move the learner from the point of inactivity to the level of activity. So it is our responsibility that we fire inspiration in learners so that the hidden talent that prevent them from achieving their goal will be identified and removed so that they can strive for excellence. Then we, we look at the next slide. We look at, we quietly go to the the concept of what is the lecture proper. We want to look at the lecture. We want to look at what is academic underachievement. Academic underachievement can be explained as a deficit in academic ability or intellectual function. Academic underachievement is regarded as deficit in intellectual academic ability or cognitive function. Why do we say that academic underachievement is a deficit? It's a deficit to the extent that a child that is identified as underachiever lacks sufficient cognitive ability. Cognitive ability includes capacity to retain, capacity to recall, Capacity to interpret information. These are basic cognitive functions. When those capacities are not there, and even though they are there, if they are not properly activated, it will hamper the capacity of the individual learner to function optimally as expected by the teacher. That is why all those roadblocks in academic ability, roadblock in intellectual capacity, roadblock in cognitive function must be promptly identified for the work of teacher, educator to manifest. Otherwise, it will just appear as if we are say, a, 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 a farmer working on a land that is not vital, that needs fertilizer. So, we must be able to identify the roadblock, one, in academic ability, roadblock in terms of cognitive function, and the roadblock in terms of intellectual capacity. And the, the problem that confront underachieving learners range from inability to listen properly. The problem of underachieving learners range from inability to listen properly, inability to, to, to sit with adequate concentration. It goes with 
lack of capacity for self-regulation. The problem of other achievers, lack of capacity for self-regulation. What is self-regulation? Self-regulation is the capacity of a learner to harness the total senses for, his, for the benefit of his own behavior and for, the, for, for him or her to manage relationship with other peers, including the teachers. If a child lacks self-regulation, then there will be problem, there will be problem of uh, being able to coordinate the senses for the maximum support in the classroom. Then let us look at who is another achiever. All of us are professional educators. Some who is another achiever. They simply we can say this person is a person with poor grade. I think that is the simplest uh, definition. The simplest definition underachiever is a person with poor grade, but underachiever is a person with poor grade and with other behavioral deficits that hamper effective learning. Another achiever is a learner with poor grade, poor performance, and other associated behavioral deficits that hamper effective learning. Other associated behavioral deficits that hamper effective learning. Why we identify the fact that another achiever is simply identified with poor grade. But please, that poor grade is just the last symptoms. There are associated behavioral deficits. Who can identify one of the associated behavioral deficits that can hamper effective learning, that make somebody to fall as a categorized another achiever? Madam? No, we are doing this class, so this is not just, this is teaching. Associated behavioral deficit. I mentioned, I mentioned some of them. Huh? This, what? Restlessness. Because, do you know, a person with poor grade is not just with poor grade. There are cumulative psychological variables, like inability to listen, and process information, inability to harness the, the five senses. If a child or a learner cannot coordinate the five senses effectively, can you get a better result? No. So they must be able to then, inability to sit down with deep concentration, inability to sit down with deep concentration. And the greatest of the, the, the symptoms of another achiever, the greatest is inability to recall, even, I want to say, to see visual feasibility. Visual feasibility. You may be in the class, and you may be thinking that the, 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 the learner is seeing what you are demonstrating. But each of them have their individual problem that we need to tap into for our work to be effectively 
uh, achieved. Now, we want to go to the etiologic model of underachievement. We have known who is an underachiever. We said that the last symptom, hello? For, I said the last symptom and the most popular symptom is that that guy is doing poorly in school. But the greatest problem is that how many parents, how many teachers who that ready to undertake psychological assessment of the learner to determine why those deficits we have identified behaviorally culminated into poor grade. Is that all right? Some of the time, when a child demonstrates performance problem or performance disorder, do you know the recommendation? Get a lesson teacher. Get a lesson teacher for the guy. Some parents may employ three lesson teachers. Some diagnose without the accurate diagnosis. A lesson teacher work will just be like a, a plant on rock that will never germinate. You have to do proper psychological assessment to trace the origin of a deficit behavior that hamper ability to learn effectively. It is when that has been done, the lesson teacher can do a proper work. In this part of the world, we don't do such assessment. If care is not taken, we may erroneously attribute the problem to spirit, spiritual issue. But we are not disputing there is no spiritual issue. Let us try everything practically possible. If it fails to work, we can begin to go to heaven to look for solution. So now, the first under the ideological model, we want to explain how can we explain causes of uh, learning underachievement or academic underachievement. The first hypothesis is individual etiological model. Individual etiological model. This is based on medical model within the tradition of psychology and education. This model argued that this model argued that the causes of underachievement, hello, the causes of underachievement lies within the child. You know, the child is the managing director of himself. He's the one that the aging that operates in his body. He's the one that knows how to start the aging. He's the one that knows the problem that is wrong with the aging. So the, 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 this model is saying that when there is problem of underachievement, let's go to the child and ask questions. The problem lies with the child. But note that before the child can listen to you, you must go with a mind of giving psychological support. That person must see you as a helper. Before you can unnet the problem, you are not just a teacher standing in front of the class delivering instruction. You must be a friend. You must be a helper. You must be able to listen 
to the child to the extent that you can know and diagnose and understand preliminary indicators of that problem for you to for you to make progress. What do I say? The greatest problem is the underachiever. The problem lies with the person. And uh, until you understand, study the individual carefully, assess the individual carefully, evaluate his psychological profile, profile, then you can have a deeper insight into why he is behaving in that way. That is for a theological model. Then you should know that part of the reason, part of the reason why the child may be manifesting academic underachievement may be that before, before getting to school, before their admission into primary school, into secondary school, the family must inculcate what we call survival skill. Survival skill. If a child lacks survival skill in educational environment, the adjustment would be very, very difficult. Survival skill may be ability to initiate interaction with the other person, ability to listen to, with other, ability to share knowledge, ability to tolerate and relax. Ability to, 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 to be relaxed in a very tense environment and ability to confront failure. Do you know that the greatest thing is if a child knows he failed today, he failed next week, he sees failure as a career, he believes that uh, he develops some level of pessimism that if, if when we do it, it's, it's failure. I don't think I'm fit for school. And moreover, when the teacher now throw negative words, you are a dullard. I don't know the kind of family you are. Everybody has done it. Only you every day. And the, the greatest thing in the classroom, we emphasize academic excellence and jeopardize other behavior you get to know that must be commendable to compensate deficit in academic competence. So that is individual etiological model. The problem lies with the child because the child lacks survival skill. The survival skill is taken from where? When do we learn survival skill? Hello? Ladies and gentlemen, this class is supposed to be a class. It's not just seminar, a class where I'm a teacher standing before you. When I'm making requests, you respond. Survival skills are learned from where? Home and complemented by the school. And complemented by the school. Do you know, I want to let you know, do you know that the greatest setback for another achieving child is that some of them cannot sit down for just 10 minutes in a place. If you must excel academically, you must have capacity to sit down for some specified period of time for serious intellectual 
endeavor. Then we go to family etiological model. Now, the first argument was situated under the child. The first argument about the cause of other achievement situated under the child. The second one is situated under the family. Situated under the family. In this submission, the problem of uh, academic underachievement is traceable to the family. It's traceable to the family. That is, the family inability to provide enabling environment and support for the child. The family etiology is trying to say the problem of underachievement is traceable to the family inability to provide enabling environment and support required for the child's survivor. Support required for the child's survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, you know today in our society because of the pressure of the economy and time, most children have become they are now getting surrogate mother. What we are having in various families today is surrogate parents, absentee parents who are never around, who have uh, transferred the responsibility. Who have transferred the responsibility of, uh, of training their children to the school. We have witnessed situation where parents will say, lesson teacher will just some lesson teacher are just going there to help them to cover up for the arrival of the parent. All these things have have their negative implication on the level of achievement. What we are trying to say in, in, in precisely the attribution to the family one, the family are not available to provide much needed support and uh, create enabling environment that will facilitate effective, uh, effective support for the survivor of the learner. And you must, we must know that the psychological situation, the psychological atmosphere in the family have a lot of impact on, on the life of the child in terms of capacity for positive adjustment and academic achievement. If the environment in the family is not supporting, the teacher will, do a, do, will not be able to do much to get things done. This requires collaboration between teacher and the home for much result to be achieved. Then we have the third model is school and theological model. School and theological model. The school and theological model is saying that the school have their own contribution to academic failure. The school have their own contribution to academic failure. The, the model tries to establish a mismatch between, if there's a mismatch between the school environment and the career aspiration of the learner. Most of the time where 
problem of underachievement occur, there's a mismatch between school environment and academic aspiration of the learner. The school environment may not be very supportive enough in terms of infrastructure. Some schools may be underfunded. If schools are underfunded, the school will lack access, the child will lack access to basic infrastructure that can facilitate effective learning. For instance, if you look at our public school system, you will understand that children coming out are just surviving. They are just surviving. They are surviving. But the school, but if we must have to minimize, improve, and attend to issue of underachievement, the school has critical role to play in terms of infrastructure, infra infrastructure, both physical infrastructure and knowledge infrastructure. And uh, I want to say it also, within the doorstep of the school, the teacher capacity to learn and research on every day. There is a syndrome in schools. You are taking economics. The textbook you use five, five years ago and the note. This note is being transmitted from one generation to, the, to another without much needed improvement and modification. That is a serious issue. So, when an environment, but if the teacher continue to retool as teacher, we must continue to retool. We must continue to learn. We must continue to relearn. We must continue to unlearn. We can get to the root of this problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have identified in time, in attempt to analyze the causes of uh, underachievement, we've been able to identify three causes. Other one, there are several other causes we are going to look into. One is the problem of academic underachievement lies or resident in the child. The next one, the family are also responsible because the family failed to provide enabling environment and uh, much needed support required to facilitate the academic achievement of the learner. And uh, third, we look at the school as promoter of knowledge that where the school lacks the infrastructure, both human resources and uh, material to support effective learning, to achieve academically would be difficult for uh, learners. Then we step forward to look further. We want to look at characteristics of academic underachievement. Characteristics of uh, academic underachievement. Now, when you see academic, an academic underachiever, how do they behave? What are the behavioral symptoms, the behavioral manifestation 
in the class and in the school. We look at their personality profile. What is personality is defined as holistic sum, total sum of individual behavioral characteristics, which is unique and uh, consistent. Then when you look at that, another achieving learner have a behavioral or personality problem. One of the things you see, they have behavioral or personality problem. Is either they have problem concentrating, they have problem relating with other people, they have problem communicating their attention to the teacher, or they, personality wise, they may feel emotionally stressed and alienated. They may feel emotionally stressed and alienated, feeling that they don't belong, feeling that they are no part of you. And if, they are, if the teacher does not engage in any process of integration in the class, process of psychological integration, to say that in this class, everybody is important. Both the brilliant, the gifted, and those that are not coping is important. Then you will see that a learner will quickly say, uh, he, she knows who she normally calls when they ask questions. I'm not, they are favorite. When situations like that happen, you see, but they, develop, they, they exhibit negative behavior. The people that suffer from uh, learning problems, negative behavior in terms of attitude to learning, in terms of the way they relate with their peers, in terms of the way they relate with teachers, in terms of the way they relate with other, other uh, administrators and other critical people in the, in the environment. Self-esteem. Another problem is of uh, academic underachiever is poor self-esteem. Academic underachiever display poor self-esteem. They have negative perception, negative evaluation of themselves. They don't believe because of their poor self-esteem. Self-esteem means how you how we perceive ourselves. Do you know sometimes when you take decision in life, some people perceive themselves very low. Anything goes. When they push that, they go. But there are some people that value themselves. They consider themselves, they are good, I'm good, I'm nice, I'm capable. That what we call self-fulfilling prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy is that what you wish yourself is what will happen to you. If you believe that you are going to succeed in life, if a child believes that he's going to succeed in life, he will succeed. At the same time, if a child has a perception that success is far, he will not be successful. That's what we're trying to say. One of the ways you can identify them in class, low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. They have negative image of themselves. They don't have trust in their ability to succeed. Then we another behavioral symptoms 
and characteristics of underachiever is anxiety and attention deficit. Anxiety and attention deficit. What is anxiety? Anxiety can be explained as fear of what does not exist. Anxiety can be explained as fear of what does not exist. Under psychology, we refer to this as generalized anxiety. Fear of what has not come. Fear of what is not there. That's why some people say people die before death come. But we have generalized anxiety. This, uh, we have a specific anxiety, we, which, which is uh, properly referred to as phobic disorder. Some may fear of classroom, fear of heart, or the phobias. Anxiety if a child is anxious that today, next class, is afraid that I don't know the kind of question the teacher is going to ask, and I won't know how to respond. That is an anxiety. The child will not be able to exert that kind of behavior. And then there are what they call attention deficit disorder. Attention deficit disorder. ADD. We can call it hyperactive disorder, hyperactive disorder, or attention deficit disorder. If we have treated learning disability, under learning disability, we will treat this topic one after the other. Attention deficit disorder is that the greatest setback for learner, underachiever, underachieving learner, is they have attention, anxiety and attention deficit disorder. They cannot sit down in a place and concentrate. They, cannot, they have poor capacity to reflect. They have poor capacity to recall. They are fidgeting in terms of attention. They have attention instability. So they send lectures are going on. Within shorter possible time, the, the child attention derail from the topic of instruction to another thing. Ladies and gentlemen, what, do we, what can we consider as the cause of our attention deficit? All of us have it. Let me tell you, a poor learner, a learner with attention disorder that, that is not resolved, will graduate to become a parent with attention disorder unresolved. Again, a learner with attention disorder that are not resolved will grow in life to become father, mother with unresolved attention problem. If I do my assessment, even in this class, I'm talking to educator, professional teacher. If we have to do text psychological test assessment, all of us, one or the other, may have one attention problem. We have because those things that intercept with our thinking, those things that intercept with our thinking, that make us want to recall and present. Please remember, as a professional teacher, when you appear in the class, most times some people lose focus. That is why you see it is difficult for some people to 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 separate some instructor from their note. Are we together? It's a, it's a function of attention. So if we must encourage, if we must encourage and diagnose and attend to the need of underachiever, 
we must probe into why the attention deficit. We must identify what constitutes attention deficit. And that we must consciously collaborate with other professionals like psychologists, counselors, pediatricians, physicians to address some of the problem before normalcy can be restored. Another, another problem, characteristics of um, individual with attention problem with uh, other achiever is social withdrawal. These, those children in your class who are not achieving most, they withdraw socially. If you draw what you call sociometric, sociometric uh, uh, interaction, if you draw a sociogram of their interaction with other people around, you will see that most of them are on their own. When situations like that occur, what the teacher will do, ladies and gentlemen, is to identify people that are socially withdrawn in your class. People that are socially withdrawn are people that feel annihilated, that they are not participating expectedly in class activity. What you do is reintegration program. The teacher will learn reintegration program. Reintegration program can be, it may not be that only those that are answering questions that we are going to listen to. You can even assign responsibility to create sense of belonging. We can assign responsibility to choice uh, that particular individual so that they can develop first and foremost sense of belonging so that they can overcome their social anxiety. They will be able to overcome social anxiety. Then we, we, we can also try prevent social withdrawal by eliminating the spirit of uh, the idea of pessimism in children. Pessimism and the spirit of hopelessness. How do you know who is hopeless, who is pessimistic? For instance, lecture is going on, suddenly, consistently, somebody. I'm not just happy. The child will tell you, I'm not just happy. Eh? The teacher will just, well, please try. Some teacher will create attention, some will not. But you need to investigate why a child is not happy. If a child decides suddenly to be sleeping, we need to probe into, into that before that person can become a major player in your class. Before he can become a major player in your class. Aggressive behavior. Another way to understand and identify underachiever is 
aggressive behavior. Children that are not doing fine academically and otherwise, they disrupt the class. They are violent. They are aggressive in their behavior. They are aggressive in their behavior. They find it difficult to cooperate. Where they need to simply react, they react aggressively. And why are they reacting aggressively? Perhaps that they suffer a kind of prestige deficit from other, other from the prestige deficit maybe from the peers or from the teacher. The problem now is why their behavior can be more violent. The first deficit in terms of prestige from the teacher. The teacher may take a, a judgment that is some progressive that even though you call John, you will not do anything. You pack him to the side. It's wrong. Then another prestige deficit from the pupils. The teacher has inculcated in the, in, in the peer that John does not know anything. Is that all right? That is it. That perception will continue to haunt John. And anytime he reacts, he will react violently. Please, ladies and gentlemen, one philosopher has said, he said there is no human being created in this world without a talent. Every human being created, God has provided talent. God has created what that human being will use to survive. You know the problem? How to identify and activate that talent. And that is part of the responsibility of professional teacher. That is part of the responsibility of professional teacher. That is why late Dr. Taisolani said, I quote, if you, are, if you are a father that is afraid of the son becoming greater than you, don't take to teaching profession. If you are a, I quote, Tolani said, if you are a father that is afraid of the son greater than you, please don't take to teaching profession. Because a lot of students you have taught will be greater than you. That is it. So we must, it is our responsibility, it is our duty to activate the, 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 the strength, the talent, the capacity in the learner so that they can become major players. If we ignore them, they turn to violent behavior. Then we... Another problem is depression. What is depression? Depression is a state of psychological anomaly where you don't have, where the, 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 the victim is not interested in anything. Depression is a psychological state where an individual is disoriented and is not willing to participate in any outside activity. A depressive person keeps to himself, is thoughtless, wandering around himself, believing, creates a world that other people, another world for himself or herself that other people do not understand. Children, from available psychological research, children are now suffering from depression. Children are now suffering from depression. Occur a recent research is indicating children hypertension. Children are now hypertensive. Why? They're because they have need. If children 
as a human entity, they have need, they have interest, they have aspiration. At home, their need cannot be met. Nobody is talking to them. And in the school, they come to meet bricks wall here. No support. What will happen? They believe, they develop the concept that uh, the whole world is against them. So, let me ask you, based on what I have said briefly, how do we identify depressive symptoms in a child in the classroom? Yes. Yes, sir. Based on what I have said, or what you know, not, how do we identify that this person is drifting towards depression in the classroom? Because you must be a... Okay. Yes. Socially, you withdraw. Even during you tell the child out of the class to sport ground, you are monitoring. What happens in sport ground? We have reluctant participants. We are reluctant participants. We have active players. A depressed person, nothing makes him or her happy. Is absent-minded. The life is bleak. But, ladies and gentlemen, psychology believes that if a human being knows that he has no future, he will be afraid. If a human being thinks, a human being, every average human being, you want to sit down and look at, you must, you must be seeing future ahead. Anybody who is seeing future ahead, whether you are a child, adolescent, or teacher, you will be afraid. And then when there is no psychological support, problem comes. That's why you see rate of suicide is growing in our society. It's growing because what we make some people to recover is to get somebody to talk to them. If somebody to talk to them, they will, they will get better. But even you, we as a human being, sometimes we have one minute depressive state. Sometimes we experience one minute depressive state when you have to write and drop your pen suddenly. What is life? What am I doing? So it happened. We must address ourselves too that we are mentally healthy. We must listen to our inner voice, positive inner. Please engage in positive self talk. Please engage in positive self talk. Talk to handle this. What is possible self talk? I'm good. No matter the answers, Corona, I will survive. This world, I have a mission. I will not be distracted. Even without anything on you, say, keep focused. Life is good. Those who kill themselves are the people who believe that life is no longer good. And life is good. Life is good. So that is it. That, then we must be able to, even though we are not trained as professional teachers, as psychologists, we must be able to perform the role of parapsychologists. Parapsychology. Uh, uh, everybody taught educational psychology. To be able to see problem in the class, 
attend to the problem. Do you know that if you can address behavioral problem in the class, if you can, if teacher can address emotional problem and listen to the kid, your work, your effectiveness will be better. Honestly, if you can identify what is happening. But like I said, when I commence this discussion, the problem is that, uh, Mommy Bolanle, Mr. Jade, uh, yours, you need extra lesson teacher for your, your kid. Everything is lesson. The, 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 the children sometimes they are tired. We are tired. So we have to get all this thing done to make our class flourish, to keep our class flowing. So depression, depression, depression. If you look at, the, they said the 20th century is the age of anxiety. But the 21st century is the age of super anxiety and stress. Do you know what we call work burnout? Work burnout. Children are now facing work burnout. I will lose, it's part of the, they are facing work burnout. Do you know as a teacher you stand? You must know whether the children can still accommodate the information you are, you are delivering, but you continue to regurgitate facts. So be 40 minutes. If you know, if you know that they are not getting you. Hello. If you know you are in 40 minutes lesson, they are not getting you. You may stop instruction and introduce another dimension of plays, few minutes play or game. Nothing wrong that to make you to tell them to sing. When you Tell them to sing maybe for two seconds, one minute, it will drift away the distraction in their mind. That is what. Then, that is for less. The next is social orientation. Social orientation. An academic other achiever are socially oriented than. Academic achiever are socially oriented than underachiever. What is social orientation? The social orientations are psychological skill, surviving skill that a child needs socially to be able to grow and excel academically. What are the social surviving skills? For instance, a child must learn how to greet, greet, treat the other colleague with respect, develop etiquette to say, please, Cannot get your pen. Know that you don't. When you take something that is not your own, it must be returned. These are social ethics. When you, when the child has that, this fellow with social positive orientation, we definitely go to the maid and even solicit for a dear, borrow books or any other material that can help him or her to survive. And then, if a child lacks social orientation, that child will be avoiding responsibility in the class. Will be avoiding responsibility in the class. And then when a child lacks orientation towards taking responsibility, taking action, it will not develop appropriately. It was going to have a kind of adjustment problem. Hello? Nobody should sleep in this class. I'm seeing some people sleeping. So you don't have to sleep. We have to participate. Because if you are sleeping, I will ask you a question. I'm looking at all of you. Well, whoever is sleeping now, I know it's not easy. No, the table turn against you now. 
<laughs> if the devil turn against you, how? You are you are learner now. All other you assume responsibility that you are you are learner. The table turns. This time I see big people in classroom. They turn they, they will think they are not uh, students again. The table turns. It's not easy. It's not easy. But we have to retool. We have to retool. So we need to equip we need to equip this learner with social orientation that they will need to survive in life. Then you the, the part of it is that some parents may tell their children, when somebody beats you, what do you do? Hit back. That is love, Moses. So you have to notice, oh, please, well, you don't do that. I have not done anything bad for you. So that social orientation, let us be awake. Another thing we need to teach is number resilience and dependence. Resilience and dependence. Resilience. Resilience. Resilience is very, very important. What is resilience? Ability to cope with challenges and difficulties of life without giving up. Resilience is ability to cope. Ability to cope with challenge, pressure. Challenge of life, challenge of work, without necessarily giving up. Ability to cope with challenge of work, challenge of life, without necessarily giving up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you must live in this Nigeria, you must develop frustration tolerance. Psychology call it frustration tolerance. Frustration tolerance. But psychology also agree that Human beings need a little dose of frustration to survive a life, but overdose is bad. We all need a little dose of frustration to become human beings. That little dose of frustration that we need tests our resilience. If we can tolerate frustration, we are building our resilience capacity. Some people now, let them not have money, or let them seek sick problem. They will say, well, they will blame God immediately. But we must tell children, we must tell ourselves, this life is full of up and down. This life is full of frustration. But you, those who survive this world, they are people that refuse to give up. They are people that refuse to be frustrated. They are people that, are, that, 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 that refuse to be defeated. Let children know the journey of life is long. It is those who have the strength, who has the resilience, who can accommodate, who can tolerate that survive. Why is it that some people cannot survive a marriage? Marriage is very popular. At least many people are going outside, in and out of marriage. Why? Because they lack resilience and positive orientation skill. Let children know that those who suffer today, who tolerate today, that are the poor and that excel tomorrow. Although there are negative indications in our society. Mommy, because you said somebody is working hard. What are those who that are doing yahoo yahoo? All this thing. They are making it. They, they will challenge you with that. But we need to, if we want children to succeed, 
you want them to succeed, they must be able to build, we must build and foster resilient skills. My time is okay. Fear of failure. The next thing why children don't perform well, fear of failure. Success, psychology believe that success breed success and failure breed failure. If a child succeeds today, you want to try hard and succeed again. But if a child fails repeatedly, he may feel discouraged. He may not want to be involved in any other activity. But if a child fails in a subject activity, please, Exhibit and provide another tax where the child can exit a cell so that you can at the same time provide appropriate praise. A success in life is not only academics, but academic success must be complemented with other aspects of life sources. Fear of success. Fear of success. That is another. Fear of success can also hinder success, can prevent academic achievement. Do you know some children may be afraid that if they continue to leave the class, they will, they will, they will, the enemy around them will increase. That some of their mates may not like them. If they continue to lead in all direction, they may begin to be afraid for their life. To the extent that some child can even slow down. So that they will, uh, their mate will not feel that they want to take it all. Fear of sources. The, the, the consequence of sources. That's what the Yoruba will say, Olani Yonu. Olani Yonu. If you are a multi-millionaire today, uh, some people may be praying that may God make you a millionaire. That's the dream of everybody. If you are a millionaire today, the letter you will be receiving in a day for request, Oba Ijoye, everybody. You, you, will, you will say, ah, what are you going to do? Because they don't believe that the money can go. So that is it. People are afraid of sources. So we must, at the same time, in attempt to succeed in their work, academic work, children must be encouraged not to be afraid of sources. Attitude towards school. Attitude towards school. The greatest setback for underachievers is that they have negative attitude towards school. Every morning, they hear that, let's go to school. They feel sad. Most of the time, parents, significant order, force them to get to school. Let me say, if a child fails to develop positive interest towards schooling, how do you think that person will excel in school? It's, it's difficult. Because the, the child, if a child is not doing well, that can make him to hate school. Because school itself, schooling involves a lot of ability, a lot of activities. Let me tell you, even those of us, when we were in the university, some people, you know some people kill themselves, some people wound themselves, because if you are not getting along with academic sources, that will be a problem. So the first thing that teacher, your class, Change the psychological climate of your class. Change the psychological climate of your class to be a place where children want to come. A class where change the perception about yourself. 
According to Chinese proverbs, if you cannot smile, don't open the shop. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chinese says, if you cannot smile, don't open the shop. If you have troubles smiling, you can't be in teaching profession. When you see, when you see the teacher, the teacher loom like Oluma Rock. We don't know what will explode now. No children want to come to that class. Ladies and gentlemen, a philosopher says that a great person is known, is known by the way he treats a little person. A great person is known by the way he treats a little person. Treat your children, in the student in your class, as a great man. Tell them they are great. Tell them they are great. Tell them, they, they, although they told us story that we are leader of tomorrow when we were in secondary school, Obasanjo and John and others refused to quit. They are, they are 80. We are still leader of tomorrow. One day, sir. So let children know that they are great. Treat them with respect. Do you know if you look at how some people treat their children at home, their teacher, the way they, the psychological tension in their home, you can imagine what will happen in their class. Do you know the trouble in our life? It lies on the way we relate with other people. The devil that we are sensing, that is sensing us, is in our relationship. If you create a positive mind, good relationship with people, even when there is tension, you won't see war. But some people, if they sit down, what they see is war. Problem, 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 problem. So seeing problem, besides greatness, greatness, success, success. Uh, that's why Ebenezer Obey said, count your blessing. Uh, count your blessing. You may think you don't have a lot. You, you, nobody judge the greatness of a nation based on number of tall buildings. It's the number of a dear men, great men with a dear. That is what the time is, glory of a nation. What is happening in Nigeria today is not normal. When everything goes, when, when everything goes, when they want to celebrate a great man, great man, the whole of the car, car park, you will see a different kind of uh, car, isn't it? Will anybody drive car into this hall? When we come to this hall together, we are the same level to celebrate. Everybody has story to celebrate. Tell children that they have story to celebrate. So when you have to create future as if they are seeing it. Don't go, don't go and stand before your learner. She said, you know, there's no job in the town. <laughs> By the time you are teaching people and you are already exhibiting that, you see there's an employment problem. All you need to do, all you demonstrate most of the time is statistics of crisis in Nigeria. This country, I can't live here. If you, if, you, if you find your way, go out. That is orientation we have. But there's a problem in America now. Corona is killing people. People are stranded there. It's here. But some people, if they don't go to America, they won't succeed. That is the orientation. That, what I, that is what has led some people to the problem facing them here. That problem has created some husband. My husband is America. My wife is in Canada. It has created problems. Some people have become depressive over the matter. Operate now and create your own future. Assist the learner to create their own future. Tell the learner there's hope in spite of difficulties. 
if somebody was complaining when we had the, the first recession, I went to a seminar. The person was saying, country is hard. Nigeria is hard. I was studying the person. Do you know that about 200 years ago, a family may not be able to buy two wrappers. Maybe they have to interchange the wrapper. And they were, were they not living? Things are not bad. Things are, things are okay. But the problem is that our, our appetite is, is growing bigger. Things are okay. Things are okay. The anxiety we face today, we created it because of our greed, our appetite. Is that right? The television that, is a hunch, that has horns back, the horns back television no longer sell again. Don't our parents, you see, now they lock the television, the, the front, they lock it with key. But once you go to, once you get to Gumball School, when you went to Lord, your daddy will now open the key. You open, but today, your children want to use phone of 100,000. And the salary of their parents is up to 100,000. So these are the, we impose the challenge. These are some of the reality we need to mention when we are teaching to, because, uh, but, to people. But ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot calm yourself down, how will you calm children under you down? If the teacher himself or herself lack capacity for self-regulation, how is he going to preach to the, the, the learner in the class? If the teacher cannot be the model that the learner deserves, what are you going to teach? So that is so that is it. It is the children are seeing you. Most of us we believe in our teachers. I remember when we were in secondary school. Some of us, our history teacher, we would go and meet him that you want to study history. Where can historian work? Historian, historian can work anywhere. Historian diploma, historian ambassador, historian editor, historian publisher. You understand? You, you will name within the shortest possible time ten things. But if, a, if you're a child want to study a subject you don't like now, don't go and waste your time in that place. Do you know you have killed somebody's talent and, and career? The teacher themselves will say, you will become poor if you go there. Don't go and waste your time studying that. No, no, no. That is why some teachers, they predicted failure. And to their embarrassment, the child will become great. Then we have differential thinking skill and style. The way we think and the learning style also affects academic underachievement. The way a child thinks and the learning style, the method, the learning style they adopt. Some of us have our own regimented learning style we adopt when we are in secondary school. The way a child reason and the learning style will determine the way they will achieve more. Teachers should encourage learners to think positively. Teachers should encourage learners to be flexible in their learning style. They have to be flexible so that if they are trying a technique that is not appropriate, if it is not working, teacher can be an intervention, can intervene to recommend and improve the techniques because Learning technique, learning style affects significantly the way a learner learns. Both at the young level, both at the, at the elementary level, the teacher serves as a model in the learning style. Maybe you want to communicate through singing. Do you want to communicate through drama? 
Do you want to communicate physical interaction? You must have a blend of this type that can reduce these symptoms. Then, most of the time, the underachiever have problem in performing well in sequential tasks like a digital sentence, coding, computation, and spelling. If we are talking about uh, learning disability, you will know that the easiest way to look at underachiever in a paragraph, display, can the number of spelling error in a paragraph, the number of spelling error you count, they have problem in spelling and reading. So we, we are going to uh, end the, the first segment, or before then, we've been able to talk about uh, what is academic underachievement, then we'll talk about uh, an academic underachiever, and we we'll talk about theology, what are the issues involved in academic underachievement, and then we talk extensively about characteristics of uh, academic underachiever, some of which we have uh, mentioned. They are emotional, they are anxious, they are depressive, they, they have poor social skill, and several other things. So, we will, after this segment, we will do a short a break before we come to the next segment. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. The, from the timetable, from the timetable we have, we send in a timetable beforehand. From what we have learned now, we discover that the real problems we are having with underachievement in the classrooms has to do with the admission. So we have just 30 minutes for this session. So I need your cooperation. The first thing we want to see is what exactly... So we, we, the psychologists insist that we have a kind of critical exercise. So we have to stand now. Let's stand now. Thank you, thank you. Let's come back now. Don't run away. Projector? Hello, sir? Please, can we come back to our seats now? We have just 30 minutes. Please. Can we come back to our seats now? Hello? 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, please, let me be seated, please. Please, let me be seated. I did what I have done to just to make you a Please, let me be seated. Please, to calm them, let them come. All right, everyone, let's come back to our seats. If you are outside, you are wrong. Can you please come back to your seats? You can be shaking on your seats. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Please, ma, continue. Thank you so much. <laughs> they uh, probably did not know that uh, some of us here are typical learners. We have, just, we have just demonstrated that we were so eager to leave the class. So the little opportunity, we, we left the class. Do we have the video now? So the, the videos are with you. You can share it in the school. There are six of them. So the one we are supposed to see now is the one that is telling us that if we can manage the emotions of children in the classroom, if you can successfully annex all the different skills they have, we will have them achieving more. Because we'll be able to, to, to channel their energy positively to produce positive things. We have two exercises we have to do now. And the first one is on mindfulness. I know some of us that are on diets, we have heard the word. It's all about mindful eating now. we achieve more or not. So, when we control our emotions as educators, it assists the children to learn. And I was trying to tell us that the first exercise we do is on mindfulness. We want to do an exercise and I need a male and a female. A male and a female. Volunteers. If you don't volunteer, I will take one dark person and one fair person. The dark person will be a man because men are naturally dark. <laughs> Sir, come. Thank you. Ma'am? No, no, no. Ma'am, 
Yeah. Blue. I love blue. What we want to do is we want to change our emotions from negative feeling to positive feeling through a simple exercise that you can do personally or do with the children in the class. I'll give you an example. You tell me a feeling, a negative feeling that you have been having recently. Maybe because of what is happening around or what you are experiencing in the family or in your workplace on your worship place or somewhere around you personally recently the negative emotion i've been having is they have been afraid one of another lockdown i'm like mm, the excellence is not good so when i remember they say second wave of covid i'm like there is this fear in me so i take the word afraid the word afraid. Please, can we spell it? Afraid. A F. Right? We don't have a word. Let's imagine. A F R A I D. That is afraid. So I will now take each letter and bring something I'm grateful for that has that letter as his first letter the first one is a so i take the word air i'm afraid i can breathe i'm happy i can breathe and it's cool where the lecturer finished he said it's so hot i told him i said sit under the fan and immediately it's cold so i'm grateful that it hurt i'm grateful the next one is f i'm grateful i have food I'm grateful I have food that I can eat. I've taken biscuits and I was happy. The next one is R. I'm happy I have roads. Yes. Road. That somebody constructed road. I'm happy. At least I can, I can access one part of the world from one part of the world. The next one is what? A. Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy. I'm happy. A. Yeah. I like food. Thank you. Alive. I'm happy I'm alive. That's good. The next one. I. I'm happy I have ideas. I'm happy I have ideas. Because ideas are free. They are in the air. They rule the world. I don't have to buy them. Then the last one. D. Um, borrow me. I'm happy I'm not dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy I'm not dead. Yes. I'm happy I'm, I'm not dead. Can you see now from one emotion that is negative, that is being afraid. I have how many things to be uh, grateful for? That's D, six. I have six things to be happy for. So therefore, when I do that exercise, I translated from this dark mode to the positive mode. So in a class, a child says, I'm sad. I say, D. Okay, what are you grateful for that starts with S or whatever? Then they type like that. That's the game. So over to you. What is your uh, negative emotion? Okay, I think I would say um, angry. Anger. 
Yes. Would you? Anger. Anger. Okay. A N G E R. Let's go. A. Alive. Alive. You are more Um. A. I am grateful for A. The A I agree. Um. Still A. Animals, yes. And yes. And um for for the night, I'm happy. For the night. Yes, I can sleep. Um G. Um Gabriel. I have yes, I have a friend called Gabriel. Um I'll Anger, G E, yes, E. Um, eat, I can eat. Eat. Then, ah, respiration. Respiration, yes. Thank you, you, ma'am. Please, let's clap for him. Um, I'm sad because I'm not well. Yeah, it's because I'm not well. No, I'm not well, like W-E-L-L. Nice. W, I'm happy, I can walk. E, I'm happy, I can eat. L, I'm happy. Yes, I can love. And I'm, I'm the last L, I'm happy, I'm loved. Yes. Let's clap for her. Yeah, that's a good one. Now the second one is about testing or teaching the children to have self-regulation. From the, from the lecture we had, it is important for us to have self-regulation. So I need two, two. Two men and two women. Two men and two women. Should I pick... Should I pick again? Or oh, we have volunteers. I like being balanced. So I've used this seat. Ma'am. Ma'am. Middle. Middle. Yeah. Thank you. I've not used this side. Let me see your height. Ma'am. Right beside the pole. <laughs> she saw me. She dodged me. So we have two men now. I've, I've used a seat. Sir. Thank you. One more, one more. Let me see your height. Ooh. Tell, tell me the name. Mr. Larry. Please, you are needed. Thank you. Now we want to teach ourselves and our kids self-regulation. This line, 
Look at this line. Both of you, you are taking this ball to the end of a hole with your back, back to back. Your back. Yes, ma'am. So, let's take no, wait. On your mask. Are you balanced? Wait, 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 first. Get balanced. Get set. Go. Mind the line. Mind the line. Mind the line. Ball must not fall. Keep going. Keep going. Try and communicate. Try and communicate. See, see, see. Somebody is doing why don't touch the ball. That's God damn. Thank you. You know what? I'm a woman, so continue from there. I want to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Let's go. Be careful, be careful. Communicate. Talk. Can you see personality difference? The first person is a jolly person. The second person is reserved. While the other one is enjoying the show, she is so serious. She doesn't want the ball to fall. Please, let's clap for them. So this demonstrates their ability to control themselves and their environment. She was so serious that the ball should not fall, mindful about environment. Wait. Mindful about the environment. She doesn't really care whether the ball falls. She's just enjoying herself because she's all about me, 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 people. You understand? So her ability for the two of them to work together will be enhanced if they understand each other. The same thing in the classroom. The children will strive when we make them realize and name their emotions at every time. They will now manage it for them. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, die now. Shoulder to shoulder. The same line. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, your shoulders. Let me balance it for you. We are side to side. Please, the line. Are you set? Are you set? Are you set? Yeah. Try and communicate. Communicate. Yes, uh, just go. You on that line, you on this line. <laughs> Please continue. Balance it and continue. Always end your game. There is joy in completion. Uh, <laughs> please let's clap for them. Yes, that is it. So the same thing in the class, you can use any part of the body that is decent. You understand? So we can use palm to palm, we can use elbow to elbow, and it can be any object. So in doing this, thank you so much, sir. In doing this, we are able to teach the children self-regulation. So can we take it back? We can continue the, the video. Hello, sir. Let's watch now. 
emotions that children feel sometimes they are shame we can use that exercise to comfort the the shame to what is the opposite of shame you can experience and express if somebody is confidence you did not enter away eh? shame pride is it pride if somebody is ashamed, then the other person is excited. That is what? Ah, he didn't, he didn't enter well. Bold. Bold. Confident. Well, that's the homework. What is the opposite of shame? Shameless. That's What did they tell us? Social distancing. Not as in that one that they asked us to do. Okay. The second one is you can let someone help you. The next one is fear. Fear of failure, fear of success. Because of unknown things or the past experience we had. And the best way children overcome or people overcome their fear is when they face the fear. the talents we have 
but it's all about the ability to use those talents. attend to your emotions name them identify them and face them do not give up it's very important on every child so the next one is a five ways five exercises for self-regulation we will go to our classrooms or our divisions and uh, practice with the children we did just one out of the five because there is no time we could have done the whole five but there is no time so you go now when we resume for us to be able to do the remaining five with them and you can also search for more of them because most of the time apart from the technical side of our learning styles and the skills that we use in teaching, the ability for us also to balance it with the psychological aspect of teaching is very, very important. And that is what will give us the result in coming this on the achievement issues we are having. Let's watch this. And five incredibly fun but research proven games that can help you teach this to your kids. <laughs> So what is self-regulation? So actually it's a skill. Self-regulation is a skill. So you learn it. your classes you know them somebody's telling me a name <laughs> yes this one in the preschool there are many they are always everywhere <laughs> this one sucks every time it's my turn no 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 you can't use it yes don't move close to me your body is your body. Stay away. Walk gently. Stop running. Yeah. You know them. Okay. Your hands are your back. No way. Don't touch the wall. No way. So, there are four ways we can help them. The first one is the games and the activities. The second one is the calming techniques. The one we say, mommy, calm down. And it is done through different processes. One of them is meditation. Then we have self-awareness exercises, mindfulness activities. 
Do we know this game? Red lights and the green lights. Do we know it? So we have a child that is a traffic cop. It's the one that says, when it says green, the children move. When you hear red light, they stop. Green lights, they move. Some will still continue moving when you say red light. So that person is out of the game. So what are we doing? We are trying to help them in their listening skill. Then the control of urge. Some of, some of them have urge to do many things. You see, some will just be walking and punch the other one without any reason. The, one, the next one is freeze game. We do this at parties. When you play music and you stop the music and you stay where you are. So when the music is fast, you dance. When it's slow, you go slowly. Listening skill, control of urges, and also stopping of or breaking of bad habits, like biting nails. Like um, there are many of them that we we have around. So the third one is wacky relay. That's the one we did, the ball thing. So they use their fingers. So those are the parts of the bodies we can use. So you can bury today we use elbow, tomorrow we can use shoulder, chain. So we are teaching team spirits. Ability for them to be comfortable with proximity. Social skills, gross motor skill, controlling emotions. The fourth one is self-control bubbles. This is common in the preschool. Bubble games. How many of us are in the preschool? Preschool? Yeah, yeah. That's your territory. <laughs> So the first time you let the bubble, you let them touch the bubble the first time. But the second time, nobody touches the bubble. So they control themselves and it takes serious effort because the fun is in the touching of the bubble. So when you don't touch the bubble, you are curtailing yourself not to do some actions. So with time, they can regulate themselves. We have just two minutes more. So resist temptation, can he beat impulses? And the last one now, ready, set, go. 
So this game, instead of the word go, you replace it with different words. So ready, set, gorilla. And the child starts going. Is gorilla go? Aha. Uh -huh. So you 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 make it a kind of a little bit difficult. With the change of the word go, you replace it with different words that has letter G. So any child that goes is not regulating himself, he's not listening well. Because the word that says go is G-O. So we have come to the end of the insightful period. There are other videos I told you which I will appreciate if it can be shared around so that you have more activities to go around with. Thank you. Thank you, man. A round of applause for her. Do I enjoy the games? Are we going to try them? Okay, you can also search for it. God bless you. Now we move on to the second section. What's that? Questions? After, on this, on the, it's going to take it together. Can you please write it down? down. Write your questions down. Then after the second section, we have it. Can we stand? Everyone stand. I didn't say move out. Just stand. Sit. Stand. Sit. Your two hands up. Up. On your toes. Down. Can you go down? Down. And up. Okay, clap for yourself. Beautiful. Have your seats. You are in your palace. Can you sit like a princess or a, a, a prince? Thank you. Now we'll go to the second section. Over to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, a lot of applause for yourself. I think I have seen, we talk about energy before. I'm seeing energy activated in everybody. And we talk about emotion before. Because when we get it right emotionally, we are going to get it right in everything. I think the exercise is quite uh, activating. Quickly, we are going to the next, uh, the next uh, segment of the lecture, which is classification and types of uh, classification and types of academic underachievement. Classification and types of academic underachievement. Classification and types of academic underachievement. We have said a lot about problem of academic underachievement. And we have identified also characteristics and profile of academic underachiever. Apart from what we have done, psychologists have equally proceeded to identify types or to classify group of academic underachiever. The first we are going to look at is the coasting underachiever. Coasting underachiever. The coasting underachiever occur between the age of 9 to 10. They may have some delay at home. They may have some delay at home. They give up work easily. The coasting underachiever give up work time.
task easily. When you give them task, they give up easily. They don't have the strength to sustain tasks. They, 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 they are less attentive in school. To them, some of them look worried and disturbed. But they keep, they manage and struggle to continue coping with challenge of work in school. That is coasting underachiever. They are coasting because they have delay at home. They easily give up work. They are less attentive to their work. And sometimes they see school from a bit of negative perception. The teacher needs to do a lot of work. During the motivation section, you will see a lot of what I have recommended to make sure that these people, this, the coaster, the coasting underachiever, are keep focused in spite of the challenges confronting the individual in the process of learning. Then, the next one is anxious underachiever. Anxious underachiever. They have problem at any age. They can have problem at any age, and they so poor low performance between the performance low performance at the range of 10 to 20 percent. Their performance level low to the rest of maybe 10 to 20 percent. They stay away from school. They, they find it difficult. The, the, the anxious underachiever. They are worried. They find it difficult to stay in school. They stay away from school. They are extremely worried when it comes to school work. This fellow, they are unrealistic about their ability and mistake. They are worried about their ability. They are, real, they are not sure of themselves. For this fellow to survive, teacher need regular encouragement and endorsement. The regular encouragement and endorsement from teacher will help them to overcome school phobia and at the same time sustain their capacity to concentrate in school. They are, they are not sure of themselves and uh, they have a high level of doubt. They, have, they doubt themselves and they, they, have, they are worried and their level of stress is high. But the teacher's responsibility here is to calm this learner down. Give encouragement. Give assurance that the learner can get things done. Give encouragement, give assurance, give support, and reassure the learner that they are capable of doing well in spite of the fear they might develop. Then we talk about deviance underachiever. Deviance underachiever. Deviance underachiever. The deviant underachiever, most of these are boys. The deviant underachiever are mostly boys. And they are not gay, and they are in their adolescent stage. They are in their adolescent stage, especially secondary school. They are common traits that they lose temper easily. 
they challenge authority. They query the authority of the teacher. They challenge school authority where necessary. And in the long run, the deviance underachiever blame others for their mistake. They blame others for their mistake. The other may be their parent. The other may be their teacher. The other may be their peers. These are people who find it difficult, students who find it difficult to own up to their irresponsibility. They are, the, the, the deviants are necessarily rebellious. They are necessarily rebellious. Uh, well, they may not be, this kind of deviance may not be present in every school. But you have seen, we have all read and uh, heard about a situation where learners attack teachers. And ladies and gentlemen, when you notice a, a, a learner or a student that is rebellious, that is violent, please don't avoid the situation. Avoid a counter. Avoid the situation. Avoid a counter. Don't engage with rebellious students with supremacy argument. Don't you know me? Am I not? So just allow the situation that the authority, the school authority will be able to recommend appropriate disciplinary measure. Instead of the teacher, sometimes the teacher may angrily overstep his boundary. At the end of the day, have a serious encounter that can result into physical abuse. The next one is Willa Dealer Underachiever. Willa Dealer Underachiever. Willa Dealer Underachiever. Willa Dealer Underachiever. These are on this under this type of underachiever are characterized by they are characterized by impulsive, attractive or threatening, manipulative and egoistic behavior. Their behavior is characterized with being impulsive. They look attractive but disorganized, and they are egocentric. They believe they are better. They believe they are better than anybody. If I would not say, have you seen, have you observed a student in your class, even in this 21st century, claiming see the teacher as an inferior person? Hello? Have you not seen students in your class, in this community, underrating the teacher? He does not see the teacher as somebody to be respected. That is the part of the trouble the, the wheeler dealer may have. They want instant reward. They can cheat or steal and involving manipulation, man practices. They can involve in man practices to keep on top of situation, even though apparently they lack capacity to sustain themselves. So they can use unorthodox means to get things done. 
as a way of uh, broaching their ego. Then we have identity search approval. It's identity, please. Identity search underachiever. These are people, this type of underachiever cannot focus on their work. They are concerned about their body. Identity search underachiever. You see them, they will give attention to their body more than the way they treat their academic work. They are concerned about body image than their academic image. If care is not taken, they are very neat. They are very neat. But when it comes to their academic work, they, they are not to be found. That is the, that is the identity search under achiever. Then we have sad or depressed under achiever. A sad and depressed under achiever. These ones are miserable. They are miserable. They have low self-esteem. They have low positive image of themselves. They have difficulties taking decisions. Simple decision in class. Simple decision about assignment. They cannot take decision. They like the required energy to focus on their school work. They lack require energy to focus on their school work. They have poor appetite and sleep and they sleep a lot and low energy. They have poor appetite, they sleep a lot, they have low energy. Now, in this critical situation, the teacher, the professional educator become energy booster. How professional educator become energy booster now in the class? Hello? How would professional educator become energy booster? Yes? How would professional education become energy booster? Nobody wants to answer me. We have identified about three characteristics now. And they, they come to class with load of problems. And to the extent that when you don't treat this problem, your work is at stake. And let me ask you a question. If students fail in our society, whom is the society blaming in public exam? Hello? When students fail internal or external exam, who are the stakeholders in the blaming game? Teachers. You know, the, the, Quickly, transfer of aggression. You know that teacher did, mommy, you know that teacher cannot speak well in good English. You know that teacher doesn't give attention. So everybody is shifting blame. But what can we do? We must be energy booster. When we identify this kind of people, we must identify them. We, subsequently, you will see a lot of steps we can take to put them in order, to, to create life in them to make them to see future ahead of what they are doing in school. Like, to corroborate this, William James said, pessimism leads to weakness, optimism leads to power. Most of 
underachiever. They are pessimists. They are pessimists. But because of the fact that they are pessimists, do we lead them? What is the duty of the school in education? Apart from propagating instruction, another duty of the school, which is performed by the teacher, is to straighten behavior. About, apart from propagation of knowledge, another responsibility of educator is to straighten positive behavior. Before the pupil, the list of positive behavior are numerous. Uh, positive behavior are numerous. When there is apparent weakness, what we have to do is to become energy booster to encourage positive behavior. The calculation is that it is when we get the children emotionally stable, that is, why the, that is when the teacher can deliver quality instruction that will bring about positive and high academic achievement. Another, William James, William James also said that the greater revolution of our generation is the discovery that human beings, by changing their inner attitude, by changing the inner attitude of their mind, can change the outer part of their life. I have identified different types of uh, uh, underachiever, and it is believed that this underachiever, they have some psychological roadblock within them. If we work as teachers, as professional educators, to address the roadblock that militates against their ability to function academically, cognitively, and otherwise, it is when instruction can be first delivered effectively. Let me take you on a challenge. How do we start our lesson in the morning? Do we just, how do we start our, what is the best way to start the lesson in the morning? You are going to help us. The best way we can start, because how you set agenda for your lesson in the morning will determine what you are going to get. You create an ambience, so you create an ambience that we enhance learning, settle the children down, Maybe look at facial expressions, review previous lessons to see whether they understood what was taught. What I'm trying to say, you have said, what I'm trying to say is that before you begin your lesson, look at the psychological climate of the class. Look at the psychological climate of the class. The atmosphere in the class, in the class is this psychologically positive? Are these people in happy mode? Are they realized? When you look at their faces, what are you seeing? What are the signals that you are seeing in their faces? If the signal is not okay, you can do a, pet, a little bit of pet talk appealing to them. A pet talk will give them hope that what they are doing is great and there's future ahead of them. But we don't need to just walk to class. Today is home economics. We are last period. No. Please, let us monitor the psychological climate of the class. Let us monitor the emotional state of the learner. 
if there is apparent evidence of tension, let endeavor to douse tension before we begin the class. It is when we doubt tension, we should, and then we must not incorporate threat as part of our strategy to enhance compliance. We must not incorporate threat to enhance compliance. Because when you issue threat, the children are already afraid. They are not waiting for the instruction. It's the consequence. And that will. So let's give a pep talk, even for five minutes, before we introduce our topic. Let's talk to them on emotional ground for five minutes and prepare their mind for the lecture of the day. Now, we move to gifted, classified gifted underachiever. Most young gifted children are full of energy, full of life, curious, intense, and driven. The, the reality is that they, 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 they have their fear and expectation, but they have intrinsic ability for learning. What is the concept of gift? Those of all, everybody that have gone through it, what is the concept of giftedness? What is the concept of giftedness? Concept of giftedness. Have you heard of it before? If, who can explain the concept of giftedness? Sir? Concept of giftedness. Yes. Yes. Good. Endowment. Learner that are intellectually endowed. Not intellectually. They are creatively endowed to excel. That is, those learners that are gifted are intellectually and creatively endowed. They have what it takes. Potential that is required to survive in classroom. But it is in spite of this natural endowment, their potential to succeed and capacity can be overwhelmed by psychological or emotional factor around their environment, either at home or in the school. Giftedness means, you know, the, the gifted people, we call them exceptional people, unusual children. They have exceptional ability and, and the, but in spite of that endowment, the educator and the school must create enabling environment that will translate their potential to effective cognitive function. And when that support is not coming, you will see that their capacity to excel will be declining. But you'll be wondering, that guy is brilliant now. Why is he not doing well? But the, the, there is obstacle. There is ro psychological roadblock in the environment hindering the child to perform. And if we know that this issue is shown from us, we are at obligation to sometime interact with learners 
listen to them and find out how their feelings, whether they have concern that preventing them from functioning well within the school system. Sources of gifted underachiever problem can be list can be linked to the following: the gifted underachiever, they are gifted, they have strength. We call them gifted underachiever. They, they are gifted, they have strength, they have potential, but their performance is below expectation. They have strength, they have ability, they have capacity, they are endowed. But their performance does not commensurate with the, their perceived potential or ability. Their problem can be linked to the following. Their problem can be linked to the following. Emotional distress. One of the problems that can cause emotional distress can make a gifted to underperform. What can be source of emotional distress? Other lack of support from home, lack of enabling environment from home, or somebody is not listening to their concern, lack of support from teacher, or bully, a, a teacher demonstrate bullying behavior, or teacher running down the, the, the individual learner negatively can be source of concern. And then you should know that children have problems. Most of the time, because they are not adults, they don't have capacity to reply adults. Sometimes they don't have enough platform to communicate their feelings to the adult, except they have observed or seen an adult that is ready to listen. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to listen to your children, if you want to listen to children, the best way, if you can get your carpet clean, get your carpet clean, put something, lie down. If you have, when you lie down, you see children lie down, they begin to release information. But when you stand, you are talking to them, they see you as a commander dishing out authority. So at home, you can put a, a carpet, clean it, relax, let them lie down. How are you feeling? Go and try it. You will see that they will be unloading a lot of information. Of course, after doing that drilling, half of them will slip off. Half of them will slip But the problem is that the adults are always look taller with uh, accumulated authority. And that's why students do not communicate with them. Family problem can be another can make another achiever not to do well. Peer pressure. Do you know with the with this secondary school, some peer may be lobbying another one to jump back gang with threats. And uh, they will be threatening them not to tell anybody. It can be source of concern. Feeling of boredom and unchallenging academic work. If teachers provide unchallenging academic work, the job, if your instruction is not challenging, you don't make the topic alive. You know, dead lesson, dead class. 
Everybody is quiet. They are looking at time. So it can be another source of problem. So apart from that, specifically, educational psychology also classify gifted as involuntary underachiever. Apart from several classification, they also look at them as involuntary underachiever. These are students who will not like to succeed, but trapped in schools that are unfunded. The involuntary underachiever do not create their problem. We have explained something later that this environment, the school environment, or the environment they find themselves complicate matter for them. Then if students must excel, they must be in an environment that is strong enough to support their aspiration. And then we have classical underachievers. These are type of gifted underachievers who underperform in other areas. They give up school and themselves. The son of underachievers are from elementary school. For instance, this classical underachiever, they may not perform in academics. They are gifted because of inherent problem. They may not do well in academics. They may see sport. They may be excel in sport, music. To the extent that they may say, what they want to do is music, that they don't want to go to school. But through counseling, intervention, and support, they can be assisted to know that music, sport, or any other area can go in conjunction with schooling. That can make them to uh, continue to uh, pay attention to their education. Then there are others that are regarded as selective underachievers. These are type of underachievers. They are active consumers. They, the, they, they choose to excel in areas that interest them. Selective un underachievers. Any area they don't like, if they don't lack mass, they run away. They select area where they want to do well. I don't want to go to that area. And they went, but what needs to be done, what teachers need to do, is to ensure that we emphasize holistic relevance. Holistic relevance of critical area as it will affect their life. So that, that, we, that can dissuade them from being selective about their pursuit. You will see university today, you say, either you are doing sport, whatever, maths and English is compulsory. During our time, you can see pass, in those days they can say pass, but university now, maths and English is compulsory. And at the same time, you have to know, today, the society too is smart. If you see any children now, all of them have, most of them have five credits. And when you tell them to defend it, they can't do it. Then we move to look at underachiever under, under the radar. Gifted underachiever under the radar are frequently overlooked and sometimes mistaken for high achievers. These are exceptionally gifted students who coach through school, often receive average grade, but still fail to achieve their goal. They are doing well, but once they are doing well, under, under the radar, under achiever, under they are doing well. They have average grade, but they lack focus. They find it without being guided, without being supported, it will be difficult for them to achieve their goal. For instance, if a child is going to be an engineer, in spite of being brilliant, 
it has to be advice, it has to be counsel, to be focused, to do serious planning, to make sure that goal is achieved. If the goal is not achieved, what is the essence of the giftedness? That's why you see, hello? No, we should go. Don't sleep. Hello, don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep. You will see that, you will see if you look back, let's look back at our mates and friends in school. Some supposedly brilliant students that all of all respect. When you look at where they are today, sometimes you are worried and shake your head. Why? It's not because you know how to do it, but they, maybe but they lost control somewhere and they lack capacity for support and they hate to miss their step. That is the end. You see some of them becoming premature mother, premature father, so street boys. And when you see that, if you look at somebody going there, he's a very brilliant person. So it has to be guided. Their goal must be guided. Their direction must be focused. Then we also have uh, academic underachievers that are perfectionists. We have different types that are manipulative, non-conformant perfectionists. Then we have um, complacent learner or defendant. These are the achievers procrastinate. They are easily distracted. They seem concerned about their work and they procrastinate about what they will do. You will have students who procrastinate. What they can do today, they will tell, they will be procrastinating. But we must address them the need for focus. A, a student that procrastinates, that cannot keep time control, that cannot direct what he wants to do, we find it difficult to achieve. And such students that, that procrastinate, teacher must intervene in terms of techniques of managing time, setting timetable and target, and monitoring compliance for, to ensure that they are doing what they're supposed to do. Then we have, we have a creative dominant non-performance, and we have depressed dependent non-conformance. Depressed dependence, non-conformance include uh, associated with persistent anxiety, drug abuse, poor performance school, law breaking, auto accident, and trouble, they have trouble, trouble doing well in school. Now, we quickly look at the school and classroom environment. The school and classroom environment affecting academic underachievement. School and classroom environment affecting academic underachievement. Then the first thing is the school management. The capacity of the principal to organize, the capacity of the principal to organize the process of teaching and learning and from positive alliance with parents, teachers and learners and the host community is very critical. The school environment, this principal must coordinate, liaise with the critical stakeholder, the parent, the teacher, the host community to ensure that the mandate of the school for empowering learners with knowledge is achieved. Without alliance, it will be difficult. At, this, at the same time, the physical environment, apart from the school management support and alliance with relevant stakeholders, in fulfilling school mandate, 
Number two, we look at physical environment and infrastructure. For learner to excel and achieve, as we have mentioned before, the physical environment of the school and the infrastructure must be superb enough to support effective learning, must be strong enough to support learner aspiration. Must be the school itself and its environment must be designed in such a way that they will be motivating to students to the extent that the class must be designed to be motivating to the extent that the learner will feel like coming to school. When it's not around, you will not feel happy. But if the environment is hostile physically, otherwise it will not be okay. At the same time, I want to emphasize that the classroom environment and the school environment must be psychologically welcoming. From the gate to the staff room, there must evidence of happiness. There must evidence of joy. And teacher must encourage the culture of gratitude. Teacher must encourage the culture of gratitude. The reception must be warm for people to listen and cooperate. <clears throat> the relationship between the learner and the curriculum. The way a curriculum is designed also matters. And the way it is implemented matters. If, if you are teaching a learner, uh, the teacher is a curriculum implementer. If you cannot bring in the relevance of that what you are teaching to the life of the learner, how would they attach importance to it, sir? When you are teaching, you implement curriculum. The curriculum will be implemented in conjunction with the aspiration of the learner. As, an, as a tutor, you must emphasize importance of every segment of issue raised in the curriculum as it as we affect the life of the learners maybe those who those who teach home economics ladies and gentlemen those who, who teach home economics here okay when you get to the lab i don't know whether they remind our young girls or people that they need to manage the kitchen it's not for food alone. You, if they know that the need to manage the kitchen is to prepare quality food that will fulfill, promote health, well-being. If the boys will understand that delay in getting their food, if they can do it for themselves, it will elongate their life. Don't you think that they will like to get to the kitchen and get it done? That is it. If they know the importance, so curriculum must be implemented in such a way that the learner must be given the importance of every item you, you want to teach them as it affects their life. Then we we'll talk about relation between instructional, instructional style and learning style. Instructional, we have mentioned something like that. The method of instruction the teacher adopts must be diversified. We must not be restricted to one-way instructional method. 
as professional educators, let us endeavor to diversify our method of instruction. Don't use the same time. Don't use the same style all the time. Sometimes you write the topic, you put them, let them respond. Sometimes you can start with drama, sometimes you can start with story. You can very endeavor to vary your, your style of teaching. And then teacher must the, the, the another factor within that relationship, the ratio of uh, uh, pupils and uh, in the class and the teacher's class size is also important. And at the same time, all said and done, number four, the relationship, the, the, the interaction between the teacher and the learner must be friendly, must be on friendly note. The learner must not be afraid to assess the, the teacher as knowledge facilitator. The, the learner must be made free and relaxed to assess the teacher as facilitator of knowledge. And the app, you know that you are a teacher, you can facilitate knowledge. You have to be in control on top of your delivery. Do we ensure that? Do you know that if you are doing well, if you are on top of your lesson, if you are on top of your delivery, do you know your student can clap for you unknownly? But some of the time, sometimes we assume that uh, we most, some people will rush to the class. You must prepare and be on top of the instruction for you to get the learner listening to you get motivated. Teacher attitude and expectation is another problem. We have talked about attitude that we need to display positive behavior, positive attitude towards learner in our class. If we develop positive attitude, positive behavior, it will stimulate the learner to get closer to us and ask questions where necessary when they are confronted with challenges. And then it is necessary to mention that teacher effectiveness should be linked with language of instruction. Teacher capacity to use language effectively in the process of delivery instruction is critical to the motivation of learner and capacity of the learner to comprehend the topic of instruction. And the relationship and the, the relationship and above all teacher must engage in continuous research. Teacher must engage. There is an error going on most of the time, even at the higher level, when you ask students to go and do research, they go to Google. They won't do anything, even project writing now. They will lift it. Teacher will lift the whole thing. Students will be embarrassed. When they discover that what you give to them and you are boasting, you, you just... You, 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 you lifted directly from Google without modification. The internet you solve, other people go to the same place. So even though you have access to instruction, you must put in your own idea, present it in such a way that it will look as if, although you acknowledge the, the source of the idea, but you present it in a creative manner that you can earn your respect. And we must endeavor to prepare for our lesson. Don't say that they are small. Those small children, 
they go to the internet more than you. If you define a concept wrongly, quickly they press their phone, they will see it. So it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. Then I will quickly run over other simple courses of simple courses of uh, courses of uh, learning on that achievement that we can see and identify easily. We are talking about fear of failure or fear of success. We are mentioning something like that. We talk about lack of uh, acceptance by peers. If the peers, if their friends do not accept them and respect them, it may affect their self-esteem and ability to excel in school. Then we, we can talk about lack of basic skills and habits, study habits, inappropriate educational activity, lack of uh, opportunity in the society. For instance, listen, another problem now, if we tell children to go to school now, because of high rate of employment, they will say, uh, of course, some, some illiterate segment of illiterate community, I want to talk about That's another problem. Those who are going to school. Also, uh, the, 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 the poor leadership in the society and mismanagement of the economy has complicated the problem of other achievement. So they said that people don't even want to see academic pursuit as a waste of time, sometimes. Low frustration tolerance, I'll talk about this, lack of impulsive control, low risk-taking ability. We must encourage most of these people who are underachievers. They are afraid of taking risk. We must uh, encourage learners to take risk. To try, to try something and take risks, even though they fail, they will have learned something tangible at the end of the day. Lack of competitive spirit. Lack of competitive spirit. We must, we must try and, if there is no competitive spirit, people may not see the need to struggle. Then boredom, guilt for being advanced intellectually, Interest in activity other than school and cumulative deficit and believing failure. We can the 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 the, the next thing that I will quickly talk about how can we identify underachiever? How can we identify on underachiever? How? We can under identify the first step to identify underachiever is a true intelligent test. It's true intelligent test. Intelligent tests can be obtained from your counseling office, can be through the collaboration of teachers and counselors. What is intelligent? Intelligent can be explained as ability of an organism to interact with the environment effectively. Ability of an organism to interact with the environment effectively is referred to as intelligent. What is an intelligent test? It's a standardized instrument designed to measure cognitive function of a learner, a human being. Intelligent test is a standardized instrument designed to measure a cognitive function of a human being. Why is it standardized? It will have uni uniform scoring. Uniform administration and uniform interpretation. Then, apart from that, through a teacher-made test, 
teacher-made tests can be used to, to determine underachiever through the tests you conduct in your, in your subject or tests you conduct in your class. You can conduct a test that is very objective and uh, use that test to compare performance. Mind you, when you are comparing performance, don't over-focus on blame. When you see deficit, your concern is not to blame, your concern is to identify how that person, how that learner can overcome problem of academic deficit, you have noticed. If you begin to blame them, they will feel neglected, they will feel rejected. So your duty is to carry the two segments of people in your class, carry them along. Then, apart from that, teacher can conduct careful observation of student academic profile. Teacher can conduct careful observation of student academic profile. Do you know about, who knows about cumulative record here? Who is the school counselor? Is the school counselor here? Is the school counselor here? So, I said, I'm talking about cumulative record, how we can get those records to have profile of learner, and you begin to have an intervention strategy to address their deficit. Do you, do, I, I thought you were working toward that direction. Okay. And then we have agreed that academic, pro, I told you at the beginning, at the beginning of the lecture, that academic problem, the simplest way to look at underachiever is through grade. We said the simplest method is through grade. And we are not saying that grade is the least problem. Something stimulated poor grade. That thing that promotes poor grade is what concerns teachers. Poor grade is not a permanent identity. It's a situational identity that can be remedied. So we know how to identify underachiever. Apart from using your mouth and facial assessment, you can use different methods of assessment to prove. Because most of the time, if you take decision that somebody is an underachiever, scientists will challenge you, like if you go and tell a doctor that you have malaria. I went to my, my doctor. I said, oh, you must give me malaria drug. He said, no, I have to go and do tests. Even though when I went through the test, I had malaria, he refused to give me without the test. So you must do empirical assessment in collaborator with, collaboration with counselor, psychologist, you get order for you to make, to make a judgment before your judgment can be valid. Listen, we must avoid using the rule of the thumb in making judgment about students. Rule of the thumb is that a decision you take without using empirical process. Making judgment will require that you have to use empirical process to arrive at your decision. So that if they go to court, if you make an assertion, they go to court before a honorable justice, you will be able to say that your decision is predicated on fact. And you can be able to demonstrate the fact. It's not okay. So, then we move. 
Apart from the above, under under achievement, under achiever can clearly be identified by focusing on their test score, low grade, lack of superior inability to retain, to comprehend, consistent dissatisfaction with work accomplished, avoidance of tax, and host of others. They do not function comfortably in whether in group they feel disturbed. Underachievers don't function well in group because of the fear that they cannot cope. They have difficulty in relating with their peers and uh, they have problems in building friendship. Then the counseling strategy. We have uh, raised a lot of problems. We have raised a lot of problems, types of underachievers, and numerous problems confronting underachievers. Counseling strategy now for managing underachiever. We number one, we have to build learner positive self-concept. We have to develop learner positive self-concept. What do we refer to as positive self-concept before during the lecture? Yes, sir. Positive self-concept. What do we refer to as positive self-concept? I'm good. I'm good. I can do it. I'm not worried. I'm going to skate through. If I miss it today, tomorrow, I will skate through. We have to build that spirit. Do you know if you go to class without your psychological instrument to, to boost positive perception, you are going to be teaching motionless learner that will not achieve anything, that will pack their back at the end of 40 minutes and go home. You have to build positive self-concept. Then we, we no, then number two, we have to we have boost students' self-confidence. Self positive self-concept is linked with self-confidence. Boost student positive self-concept. Their confidence level. Encourage them, improve it. Let them know they can do it. Use tests to create positive mindset. When you conduct your test assessment, don't concentrate on strength alone. Talk, mention weakness and how weakness can be overcome. Let learners know how they can overcome their weaknesses. How they can improve further in the subsequent test. While you are teaching, please, you need to call on underachiever to participate in the class. Involve them in the task in the class. Allow them to participate effectively. I will try. Communicate high expectation. While starting the lesson, you need to communicate high expectation. Use positive high expectation and uh, teach tolerance and provide a good way to communicate high expectation is to create job description for learner. Please, you have to learn how to create job description for learner. Job description for learner is what is expected of them every time in your class. Let me read them out. 
I come to school on time. The first job description that I must be in the school on time. Like the, like the Japanese we say, just time. Number two, I come to school ready to learn. I come to school that ready to learn. Three, I come to school with all my supplies. I come to school with all my supplies. Next one, I follow classroom rules and regulation. I'm cautious to my teacher. This are thing, this are thing you must repeat every morning with them. I'm considerate of my classmates. The last one, I do my best to complete my classwork and uh, homework. I do my best to complete my classwork. Please let us, this document will be circulated to everybody. You with this job description, I want all of us to make it a slogan in our class every morning. Let them, because if they know that this is the, these are the expectation, they will they will know what to do. And then make use of your period. The, 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 the introduction, the middle of the period, and the end of the period, these three segments is critical to learning achievement. And make good use of the period. Evaluate the learner learning style, assess cognitive processing ability, Package your content lesson very well. Package your lesson very well to make sure that they are interested and respond to the need of the learner. Understand individual differences in the classroom. It's very, very important. Don't generalize. Understand individual differences in the classroom. Know that people are different in their comprehension ability. People are different in ability to articulate. Develop global learner, people with broad mind, with capacity to learn, and the variation in and the understand that variation in individual personality and temperament. The last segment is how to motivate underperforming learner in your class. How do you motivate them? One, provide instant and ongoing feedback. The way there are several strategies to motivate underperforming learners. Some of the strategies include one, provide instant and ongoing feedback. Two, adopt learner-centered lesson plan. Three, connect lesson to real world. Four, incorporate movement in the class to monitor all learners. Five, lead with question and end with question. Get student input on how they want to learn. Get student input on how they want to learn. Set the expectation of your class starting from day one. Allow students to earn work-free section. Hello. Allow students to have what work-free session. Those in nursery, in primary school, everywhere. Allow some minutes for work-free. You know, I we did something here. Some of you don't. We said we should have some time to recreate. Apart from the one on sport day, you create some time, even though it's about 10 minutes. Let students douse tension. Let them feel relaxed. Let them energize back.
then make learning tasks more physical. Make learning tasks more physical. Praise good initiative. When a learner has done well, either it's academic work or in any other area in class, please let commend them. Some may add more commendation in intellectual work, while, we, while the other may earn more commendation in class responsibility. Class responsibility. And then when you are sharing responsibility in the class, be gender sensitive and make sure that people who cannot show strength in academics are assigned some other responsibility in the class that will give them platform to earn some respect among their in those days, when we were asked to carry teachers' files to staff room, when you had teachers to carry books, you know, we feel great. I don't know whether I should have feel great now like that. But when we carry our teachers' files to classroom, we are, we are always very happy. And then, I think, conclusion, students are not motivated to learn in face of failure. The larger a child underachievement, the more the baggage he or she will encounter. The more efficient the work, habit, discipline, and study. Conventional remedy for underachievement located in private tutoring alone are no longer scientifically effective. This is because private tutoring does not address psychological factor confronting learners, such as motivational problem, negative emotion, self-esteem, problem solving, goal setting, stress and work burnout. Psychological intervention must be regularly sought by school and teachers to intervene in problem of underachieving learners to restore them back to full cognitive function. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when Chief Aolo wanted to leave Gowan cabinet during the military era, he said, Your Excellency, I'm leaving. If we meet again, we are going to smile. And I believe we are related. We meet again. I think I'm submitting, concluding this lecture. I believe I'm leaving. If we meet again, we smile. I believe we are related. We are going to meet again. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Questions? One. Any other person for the for question? When you are talking about family ethological models, you say that is the inability to provide necessary support for the child. Can we group hereditary under this uh, ethological model? Then, does uh, hereditary have any effect on academic underachievement? Uh, there was a, a case. I teach mathematics. There was a year that a particular child uh, passed all the other subjects and failed maths. And as a department, we were not happy. But the mother came 
And she said that as a family, they were not expecting the child to pass mass because nobody passed mass in their family. Now, if we have a child from that type of family, how can we help that child? The questions are in two segments. The last segment is mathematics. Uh, I did not capture the first question, but I can, you, I can capture the sec second one, say, is mathematics hereditary? Is that what? No, it's hereditary. Is it hereditary? Does it have any effect on under okay. academic underachievement? Yes. Okay. Can we group it under family ethological model? Yes, yes. But now it's like this. The mathematics problem in mathematics is under the realm of academic uh, learning disability. We're supposed to live with this lecture. Learning disability. Learning, you know, in development of intelligence, which is genetic and transmitted from generation to generation, it is so far-fetched that deficit in mathematics can be inherited, can be inherited. But in fact of evidence of inheritance, environmental intervention through encouragement, through tutoring, eliminating barrier can make somebody to become average mathematics uh, uh, student. But what is affecting the family? We cannot say in their family. That statement made by the parent is based on rule of the tomb and perhaps deliberate exaggeration. He said nobody passed in their mass in their family. What is the existence essence of the baby? They just assume that in this family, and that thing can that thing can finish human being. Negative self-talk in this family. Nobody passed mass. It's a big setback. It is it is capable enough to demoralize an aspiring child who struggle with mathematics. When the statement like that happens, if you are the teacher that you hear, such parents must be invited. The counselor needs to do what you call cognitive restructuring. A minor cognitive restructuring to say that in this family, in spite of the fact that there are a fear of mathematics, some people will see past mathematics. So it can affect human performance. The feeling that we don't do well in mass. A child will say, my, my, my parent has said, we don't do well in mass in this family. It's enough to kill the potential of the learner. But ladies and gentlemen, the advantage is that when you hear this kind of negative statement, note it down, have interaction with the parent, your own preliminary parapsychological duty, do it and correct the misconception. If the misconception continues, the school counselor can be invited in to intervene. Although most parents will not accept, they don't will accept that there's intervention. But we can quietly con uh, correct and distort that uh, kind of uh, unrealistic feelings. But I want to agree with you. I want to agree too that not everybody can understand math. Some people will not be able to pass math, but they, they can see Excel in other areas of life. But the first session of your question, I did not get it clearly, man.
Eh? I've answered it. Okay. Do you know another thing you have to note now? Human beings are psychologically sick before they are physically sick. If you have a fear, before that fear will translate into sickness, that fear will be disturbing your memory. If you are sad, if that thing that makes you sad, what gives you that sickness? It's not the physical sickness. It's what the thinking. That's what we call psychosomatic, psychosomatic uh, disease. If you have psychosomatic disease, it's a psychological disease that cannot be traced to physical origin. If you go to hospital, they will see it. Some people, if you believe that somebody will poison you, and by error, you went and eat a food, in that, and you now discover the person who prepared the food was the person that you are suspecting to. You will be developing a symptoms, if, if you don't distort your memory, a symptom that they will take you to any hospital, you won't clear it. So that's why I'm emphasizing that your learner is a psychological being, first and foremost. When you get to class, they can be sad, they can be unhappy, they can be depressed, they can be embarrassed. Eliminate the psychological barrier first. All other things will follow. That's just Anyway, I don't expect only one question in a crowd like this. It's a great injustice. If I handle 120 class and only mathematics teacher is asking questions, where are the economy teacher? Who is teaching economics? Leave me, leave me with them. Leave me with them. Where are the economy teacher? Geography. Geography, stand up. Geography. English language. English language. Who will take English language? Uh, why can I, I cannot appear before 120 people, uh, great teacher, and uh, only one people question. You are, you are hurrying to go home. Yes, English teacher. So, which you should, Madam, what subject do you take? Sorry, no question. Uh, what subject? No, no, Vice Principal. Yes, I'll be trying. Madam too has been trying. No, this, hello. This is a, a clinical section where we explain problem facing. This is not just talk talk. I'm a psychologist, that's why I'm taking this topic. It's my area of competence. That's why we are having and I want you to share your experience with me. Only one person will ask questions and uh, you'll be going home. I'll be happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. So I want to really appreciate this yeah. um, this session. I will discover that there are some factors that are really affect students yes. academically. And uh, while you were teaching us, I was just using my mind to astray my students, and I, I've been able to identify some of them in the senior school. Now, looking at, we said that environment, family, uh, even the teachers, from what we have here, we have competent teachers, and we have enabling environment. And by the grace of God, most of our parents are available because we see some of them come around to check 
we have. They have wonderful environments that can actually encourage learning and for them to It's a big challenge for us. Because I, I, for instance, I, have a, I know a parent that follows school. You know what we do in school. They come to take the scheme, they follow up, they study with them. And teachers here teach them. We teach from 7 a.m. to 4 to 5. In some cases. So, but. Still, we don't get the desired results. Now, it is not a question of the school does not have facility. It's not a question of not having enabling environment. It's not a question of children not having enabling environment at home. Maybe sometimes the parents may not be available, but we as parents in the school, we are available for them. Still, we are not getting the desired result. So what else can we do? Okay, Thank I think the, the issue uh, is captured where, one, it is perceived, it is perceived, abjoy that teachers are doing their best. At the same time, it is not out of place that one of two teachers may have challenge. Sovereign silence. Not communicating their challenge, affecting them. We can't rule it out. It is assumed that our environment is physically attractive. Resource, the psychological environment may not be the same in all the classroom. What is the psychological environment now? I'm saying that. Do you restore psychological peace, calmness, love, trust, confidence building while you are delivering? If you are doing it, and the vast majority are doing it, is everyone doing it? This is another, this is another. If that is why we need to be doing retooling of knowledge, we have to retool from time to time. And teacher must be free to communicate their problem and concern affecting them. Either through the principal, vice principal, the HOD, the counselor. I know as I'm looking at people here, there are people who have problems. But if you don't communicate it, it becomes tension. It becomes tension. Like cultivate we have challenge. Let while we are teaching, either with ourselves, with the puppy, let endeavor to identify them and share knowledge. And I want to encourage you, I'm I'm still going to parent. During meeting, teachers should be having Psychological brainstorming session. Brainstorming session. Psychological brainstorming session. Your concern, your fear, how it can be resolved. When I was a young teacher, I, I normally say out my mind. And sometimes, some people may be afraid, say your mind quietly, so that if you have challenge, the school can attend to it. If you if you if the school attend to it, it will enable you to do your work better. And, and, apart from that, in the brainstorming session, let us do knowledge sharing, either at the departmental level or 
or let the knowledge sharing. How do we how do we facilitate our instruction? And let us get feedback from students too. If we do this brainstorming section and knowledge sharing, maybe once a month, it will enable us to subject ourselves to holistic self-assessment so that we can, we can begin to see ourselves. But if we assume things are going well, things are not going well with human beings. When people learn from their home to school, they have issues. Until there is assurance. Before they be, that, that is for that. For parents, we don't have enough information about parents. A constant uh, forum where parents and teachers will be in forums like this, where parents too will be inducted and enlightened and encouraged to know their responsibility. A home may be very decent physically, psychologically, the home may be in war front. The home may be a war front. But when you go there, it's in Ukoi. It's nice. But when they come here too, they look like sand. But it is when we have platform where enlightenment can be trans transmitted. Then people that are affected, we believe, we directly, when they are hit directly, they accept there are issues. We have gone to seminar like this, where parents, after the seminar, or no parents make call, thanking us, identifying things, appreciating what they have learned, sending money without anonymously. Say, he doesn't want to know me, know anybody, but just for his appreciation. Parents who can learn, we believe that parents know everything. We are the authority in the education, vice principal. We are the one, we are the authority. Those are the doctors, the doctor can make noise in the hospital, the authority there. When you come to classroom, educators, they are the authority. We are the one that are supposed to guide the parent how to restore peace, orderliness, build confidence, love at home. That is, let that constant interaction be coming. And let be retooling periodically. That is just my... And the teacher, we must not assume that we know. We must change our style. And the management is trying to train the training. A training is a reminder that how to improve, how to improve on our work. So that's just my contribution. Thank you, sir. In relation to that. That's all for now.